Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett, listening to the Daily Halacha Kabbalah and Machshava uh, podcast series brought to you by Yisodblocks.com. If you're enjoying this content and you've been with us for a while, consider heading over to Yisodblocks.com where you can subscribe and get access to all the underlying frameworks that are the big picture of all the halachos and the concepts underneath the halachos that we've been discussing in the series for the last a uh, few months, and so what that would give you is if all these halachos are designed to be gateways, practical ways of actualizing all the deep Torah concepts that themselves are meant to be expressions, extensions, the the light essentially, the, the consciousness manifestation in the world and as the world of Hashem's self, well then what you're going to want to do is actually get access to Hashem directly, and that's really the whole point of all of the Torah, all these things. That's the all the different series we have going on at yesoblocks.com are about doing that, essentially about uh, to taking all these ideas and integrating them properly, organizing them so that way they can really be accessed and applied and used. And that really is kind of like a transformational catalytic process. And we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, amazing feedback from people saying that they've never heard anything like this before. It's completely changing the way they're thinking about Torah, about themselves. And it's really, I think, a, a groundbreaking phenomenon and our community is growing. So join us and support what we're doing with your subscription and also get access to all of this Torah knowledge. In this episode, we're continuing in the Halachos of Tzuket Zimra. We're in the middle of Siman uh, Nun Gimel, section 53. And uh, this is these are Halachos that refer to uh, the different requirements for the leader. The Shaliyach Tzibur means the person who is leading the group of 10 men and anybody else who wants to join together with them uh, to create this group tefillah process. And that's, uh, we're up to now, um, the particular halacha is halacha dala, the fourth halacha in the section. And the idea of this entire section uh, is essentially to articulate a particular um, structure and set of expectations for how this type of group works. And today it's called tefillah b'tzibur, and usually just translate, people just call it colloquially going to minyan, davening with a minyan. Uh, unfortunately, as with many things in halacha, many things in Torah in general, when we're just very used to them, that creates a situation in which we don't necessarily think so much about what they really mean. Uh, we get kind of lulled into this uh, sense of, well, we just kind of know what this is because we've just been doing it for a while. And that's das tovara, that's data das, the tree of knowledge causing us to develop habituated thoughts and distorted perspectives where things that are more uh, commonplace for ourselves subjectively are now in the background and we don't think about them so much while things that are more loud, that are more particularly novel for us in the moment, are the ones that are more prominently emphasized in our minds. Instead of emphasizing things according to their truth and their their proportionate priority and significance, we emphasize them according to their uh, immediacy in our own minds. And so in the issue, in the area of tefillah b'tzibur, this idea of um, doing these group tefillah um, sessions, so there's a whole structure to them, and that's really what we're exploring now. And the underlying structure, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's 10 men and then anybody else who wants to join in the energy that they that they are bringing together. The reason why it's 10 men is because, first of all, there's a difference between men and women in terms of the consciousness structure of their being. Uh, the female structure, the way the Torah models it, is that there's a much thinner shell uh, that is blocking the consciousness uh, of the of the person from uh, shining and manifesting into the world, whereas males have a thicker shell, and so that means that males actually need more um, more methods to basically break that shell open to allow that consciousness to shine out. And so one of the structures that's in place to do that is the structure of grouped fila sessions, where basically there the 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 difference the different uh, s- structures we'll call it of shells. Uh, which we can call right for now for our purposes the Sfirot, uh, we basically have 10 different 
um, types that, and when we have 10 different men together, so the assumption is that that'll be enough variety, enough variance in the structures of the 10 people that we will get all different shell distortions or all different structural shells of people uh, in that group. And then by all them working together and essentially having that, that variance, um, then there can be like this completion of each other in the process of tefillah. So of course, all that will depend, actually accomplishing that will depend on people knowing that and having some sense of what tefillah is and then being able to look to each other and say, okay, now I might not necessarily know what each person in this group's particular setup is, but I do know that since we have 10 people of these of, of, with these types of problems, so then we're hitting the total structure that anybody else who wants to join in that and then kind of um, also contribute to and feed off of it is welcome to do that including of course uh, both men and women so that's the uh that's the structure the torah is working with there and um in the halacha here so now it's talking specifically about the person who leads that because shliach tzibur is the person who has to be in charge of that I mean the person who is uh at the front and he's what's called the chazan he's the visionary he represents the person who sees where we're going and he's supposed to be a certain kind of person and that's because when we when we look to each other when we are in a group like that so it's super i mean the 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 a great thing to do would be to sort of know something at least or some things about each other and that would certainly help and then when we kind of the the torah's attitude towards our perspectives about about each other is that if we're all part of the jewish family the people of israel so there are certain basic assumptions we're supposed to have about each other uh, and because there are certain basic truisms about all of us that are underneath in terms of how how we are people who have integrity we're loving we're even though we, each of us makes mistakes and screws things up sometimes but we're our overall trajectories we're trying to grow and evolve and so we want the person who's leading that to be a person who people look to and know of as someone who is uh, embodying that to a great degree so that way they can be kind of pulling us up uh, into this higher state of consciousness during the tefillah process that's exactly what the, this halacha says what it says here in halacha it is Shaliyah Tibor, the leader of this group of this tefillah session, Tzarich Sheyeh Hagun. He should be a person who is uh, like a, an appropriate person for this kind of thing. Hagun kind of means like somebody who's like a, not just a good person, I mean somebody who's like the right person for the job, essentially. Um, and it says, Ve'ezu um, Hagun, what's called Hagun? What does that, that, that include? Rekan me Averot, a person who is relatively empty of Averot, means violations of the Torah, mistakes where they cause damage. Uh, so you should be relatively empty of those. Uh, that there was never a, a, like a, a bad reputation that came out about him. Even when he was a child, uh, should be someone who is humble. Anav means a person who basically uh, recognizes that even though he has tremendous abilities and tremendous talents and powers, but that they, they do not come from him. He's not the source of those powers. He has them. He's a channel for them. They were given to him as a gift by Hashem. That's a person who is Anav. So he should be a person who's like that. And that makes a lot of sense. We see that Moshe, who's the ultimate Shaliyah uh, Tzibur, the ultimate leader of the group. So he was the also the most Anav person, meaning that he was a person who had tremendous talents and tremendous abilities, but he viewed all of them as coming from Hashem and as gifts from Hashem. And then he lived with tremendous actualization, tremendous assertiveness, tremendous intensity. But all of that was always in the context of recognizing that all his abilities and his gifts all came from Hashem. Umrutzel uh, should be a person who people like. People feel that he's that they can look at him and say, "Yeah, this is a person that I I enjoy, or I connect to." Ve'yeshlo he should be a person who's warm. 
someone who's essentially like a, a, an easy person to be around, a sweet voice, because he's going to have to say things out loud and lead the group. Um, so a voice that's also sweet to listen to. Someone who also is very comfortable reading the Torah and the and the Nevi'im, the parts of Tanakh, the what's called the Bible um, in English. So in order to, some, someone who's good at doing that, who's comfortable with that, as opposed, and someone who, like, reading Hebrew is familiar, and so that way uh, he can actually do it in a very smooth and, and familiar kind of way, because we want this to be a familiar and smooth type of process, not something which is... Um, difficult to listen to, or that is um, particularly uh, disjointed or, or, or stilted in that kind of way. And the Mishnah Brewer here brings lots of other details in terms of how to, like, what this person should be like, and there's a few different examples. I'll just mention a couple of them since they're kind of significant, but, um, you know, uh, the one that I think is most significant for right now, for nowadays especially, is when it says that he should be merutzela am, it should be somebody that people like, that people are, that people connect to and feel comfortable with. So Mr. Brewer gives an example. He says, well, if you, let's say you have two people in the community who are in a fight with each other. They have some kind of a feud. So the shalich tzibur should, should, should be a person specifically. doesn't mean that everybody needs to be this way. But the shalich tzibur himself, this leader of the group, should be a person who he himself should sit to the side. In other words, he should not get involved in these types of fights and should not take a side in them. Um, because that will then lead to a, frac- a fracturing of the, of the group and he'll be only kind of leading the people who agree with his side uh, in this particular feud, this particular issue. And so that's something which is uh, unfortunately very relevant nowadays, because especially it used to be that it was relevant only in cases where there are people in the community who were just having a personal feud. But unfortunately nowadays, because there is this infiltration of opinions about how things should be run in communities and in the world, uh, so that, that that's something which has been going on and, and kind of just being magnified in every community more and more now. Uh, it creates a situation where even the person who is leading the group inevitably becomes drawn into those kinds of debates and polarizing discussions. And if you think about that, there's a word for that. It's called politics. The reason I don't call it that by name very often is because we, again, similar to the example I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, that there are things that we just get lulled into. We no longer think about what they are, what they mean, because we're just used to them. So that that's actually the word politics is an example of that. Because all politics really is is people having opinions, which means partial and often distorted perceptions based on their partial ide- information, uh, ideas as to and opinions as to how things should be done in any particular area of the world. So it's kind of like if you look at somebody else's family and you see, I don't know, let's say you see a mom in the store with a couple of her kids and one of the kids is crying a lot. So very often people have an opinion about that, especially in, in Israel, it's very common, where people will kind of look at something like that and say, why is she why is she raising her kids that way? It should be done this way, not that way. So that's an opinion. You what you're basically doing is you're judging a situation with like maybe 10% of the information that you would need to make an assessment of what should be done in that situation if you were actually living in it yourself, which is why it says in Pirkei Avot that you should not judge another person's situation until you've been in their shoes. Um, so that's what we're that's what that's what's going on in that situation. That is literally the definition of politics. People will look at a situation with very little knowledge of what's really going on in that situation, and then they start to simply espouse various opinions. And it'd be one thing if people were theorizing. You know, we could have discussions. You could say, "Hmm, I wonder if that mo- that mother uh, is having a hard time with this situation, or that situation in the in the store with her kid. I wonder if she's having that. that. That could be a theory you can come up with and say maybe that's what it is, and you can keep that theory to yourself, uh, or you could discuss it with somebody else on a theoretical level if you want." think that, you know, without necessarily mentioning names or whatever, um, but 
that that's that that would be one thing, and that's not so bad because it's okay to look at situations around us and try to understand them and evaluate them and and learn from them. But that's not what what happens most of the time. Most of the time, what happens is people what an opinion is is where you also have emotional conviction that is I- embedded and enmeshed in what it is that you think. And so that's uh, that's that's what we see in what we call politics today. So each person is super sure they know what's going on in this area or that area. And you know, I, I've had discussions with people where they would come to talk to me about something they were certain about uh, in the political sphere with a lot of emotional intensity. And I would ask them questions. Let's say it was in the area of economic management. So I'd say, well, uh, what exactly do you know about economics? I just want to I want to hear what what your backstory is. Like, what's your background in this area? And very, very often I've had the experience where people would say to me that they don't know anything about economics. And I personally am a person who grew up without knowing a lot about economics for most of my life. And then, you know, a few years ago, I actually learned the field of economics for myself because I wanted to learn more about it. And I was I was astounded by the transition of being a person who did not know anything about it to a person who knows about it. And I was like, this is a huge field with lots of information that once you know it, it clarifies so much about what goes on in the world. And then it's like that the, the conversation is so different then. And not necessarily that it's like you know what the right thing is, but the idea that the ideas themselves are so different. And so this like the idea of politics, what it really is, is simply people having opinions based on partial and distorted perspectives about things that they've heard or learned about what's going on in the world and what they think should be done which is exactly the same thing. Unfortunately, it used to be that it was much more mild. It was like, okay, people discuss politics. Some people are more into politics. Some people are less into politics. Um, but now it's pervasive in the last few years, uh, especially with the rise of social media, which has politicized everything. And so now we have a situation in which you could be in a tefillah group situation. And at, unlike, you know, where before it was kind of like community-limited feuding, community-limited polarization, now you could have polarization that is simply based on world politics or national politics or things like that. And then you can actually, because everybody gets drawn into these things, so now we have this type of fragmenting in a tefillah type of group. And so the point that Mr. Brewer here is making is that if you are the Shaliyah Tzibor, you're supposed to be above these things. You're supposed to not be a person who has emotional convictions in your opinions about how things should be run, or if you do have them, you have to keep them to yourself. Do not advertise yourself as a person who's part of those discussions, because you're supposed to be a representative of the people and somebody who all the people can look to and feel that you are supporting them. If people are sitting in the in the in the Beit Knesset in the Shul, and they're watching you as you are the leader of the of the group, and they're thinking all kinds of negative thoughts about you. That would be a problem in the process of group tefillah. Now, again, in today's world, people are not super aware of any of these things anyway in terms of the group tefillah purpose. So it's very common for there just to be lots of ego and lots of bad thoughts floating around inside of a shul, uh, and lots of uh, co- competition and negative dynamics like that. Um, so essentially, shul politics. But that's that should not be. These are places that should not be part of that. And the whole Torah structure, Torah approach, and the approach of this halacha and halacha in general is that we do not want you to be stuck and caught up in the das tovara distortion, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, distorting lenses of perspectives of reality in which you only, where you basically get uh, partial ideas about the world and then have intense emotional conviction about them. The Torah does not want that. It is something which violates the goal of the Torah, which is to actually achieve clarity and whole perspectives, where you see the big picture of something in its totality and then understand the weighting and emphasis of different aspects 
objects of that picture. So if that's the whole point of, of Torah just to give us minds that can now see things as they are, not as we want them to be or as we imagine them to be, if that's kind of like the, the a good example of the practical goal of what Torah is, which goes very deep, by the way. We want you to see Hashem that way also. That's kind of like the ultimate expression of that goal. So if that's the purpose, so then uh, we should be, as part of B'nai Israel, we should make that our goal. We should be avoiding contexts that are that drive us to have distorted perceptions of that nature, uh, and that is obviously inclusive of things like social media, which pretty much at, at this point, at this current time, at this, this episode, uh, it seems like its purpose is basically to foment distorted perceptions of that nature and actually uh, aggravate the the tribalistic separating dynamics of the 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 distorting um, perspectives that actually drive people apart. And that's obviously been a, a characteristic of the political landscape for decades, that it's been about creating a lot of division in order to make your agenda look more appealing. But there's no reason for us all to participate in that. It's you know I'm not saying it's okay if a, if a political leader does that exact thing, um, but at least that's different than when everyone is constantly doing that, which seems to be the state of things often on the platforms that we call social media. So that's uh, an important application of the halacha that's here. And I think there's many other examples of things like this, but basically the point is that the Shaliyah Tibor is meant to be the visionary who leads in this way, and he's supposed to be a person who people look to, and uh, and has all that he's basically inter intermingling himself with the people around him uh, in the group, and that's one of the things that is required for him to be there. And so that's basically this halacha. Hope you enjoyed that. That was clarifying. And uh, again, check us out at yesodblocks.com where you can support what we're doing, get access to a lot more information about how to view the world through these much clearer lenses. And looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.